the meme. Chase that dream, not the meme. Chase that dream, not the meme. Welcome to Dreams Not Memes Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is another episode of Dreams Not Memes. I'm here with my friend Veronica from Venice, Italy. Veronica is a musician, and today we're going to talk to Veronica about her story. How's it going? It's going great. What time is it over there? It's like... Uh, it's 6.12. It's 12.12 over your way, right? Yeah, yeah, it's midnight. Yeah, it's midnight. <laughs> it's, I'm, yeah, tec- yeah. I'm technically a day ahead of you. You are. So I am the past and you are the future. <laughs> yes, you could see it that way, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I could definitely see that. So tell me, how did you get involved in music? Um, I was born with it because both of my parents loved music. They're mm. also really good at math, but they did not pass me that gene. They just passed me the music gene. So I just ran with that, and I've always loved music. They, I'm lucky enough because my mom is Canadian, so she kind of like opened the world on uh, another culture. So also music, that meaning I got to listen to a lot of bands, understanding what they say. So it gives, gives you a lot a different perspective on music. It just gets you closer to another culture. And so I always listen to American English uh, musicians and yeah I always knew that what that that was the thing I wanted to do gotcha gotcha now just out of curiosity did you take vocal lessons as a as a kid um not as a kid like I was not interested because like I was there wasn't really good uh vocal teachers around my area and I know I knew a lot of them that kind of screwed kids up so I was like rather I would no, I just, and also one thing is some, some vocal teachers kind of like make you sound the same, make the, all, all their students sound the same. And I was like very um, decide, decided on the fact that I was going to sound unique. And so I was like, screw that. I'm going to do it on my own and actually got voice, voice lessons later on in life. Gotcha. Because the reason why I wanted to ask you that is like, at least in the States, a lot of vocal teachers teach arias and other vocal performances in Italian to make sure that your verbs come together. And given the fact that you're bilingual, I wanted to know, like, what was it like developing yourself as a musician, but also learning two languages at the same time? That was never an issue because uh, my mom, like, uh, my mom spoke to me in English when I was, like, a kid and my dad in Italian. So my brain is completely split. And of course, my Italian is better just because I speak it every day. But when I, when it comes to music, um, I don't have much of an issue with that. I'm, at least I don't think so. Wasn't really anything. Never crossed my mind to True. be quite honest with you. True. Like maybe maybe more when I'm speaking with you. Like I, I I'm kind of like being self conscious about my accent because it's kind of weird. But when I'm singing, it's it's just very automatic. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and getting back to like sounding like yourself, what does that mean for you? What? what sorry, I didn't get you. So you mentioned earlier that you really want to sound like yourself. What, oh, okay. What has that been like for you and what does that mean to you? Oh my God. That is such a, a very profound question, I think. Because, uh, you know, you, you grow up and you listen to a bunch of singers and you say, oh my God, I love Freddie Mercury. Oh my God, I love Florence and the Machine. And you listen to them so much, you end up sounding like them at a certain point. 
just because you love them, you know, it's not like you want to be them, but you just love a person, an artist so much, you, you get influenced so much. So like, for example, a thing that happened to me is, uh, I loved Florence and the Machine so much. I actually was sounding like them. I had to consciously stop listening and say, okay, wait, I love you, but I really need to pause you because my voice is starting to sound like you. And that's when I decided that, okay, who is Ronnie Grace? What does Ronnie Grace sound like? Why, what, it, what, what am I trying to communicate that is also unique with my voice? And, and so like when you stop um, admiring people, like to a point that it's exaggerated and you start doing emotional research, that really does help develop uh, a unique voice. I hope that makes sense. No, it completely does. It completely does. Because um, I definitely think sometimes when we learn the songs of the people that we admire or inspire us to create, you always have to think to yourself, like, are all my originals just B-sides of the musicians that influence me? Or am I creating, like, this original sound? So I, I completely <laughs> get what you're coming from. That's why I think the best thing, absolutely, like, the best thing is to listen to different genres, uh, but like completely opposite one to another could be pop and, and, and classical music and uh, Arabic uh, songs or like really things that do not make sense together. Because if you start pulling from, from worlds that are very different and you, you say like, okay, I really feel this about that. I really feel that about that. I really feel that about that then you start making something you maybe hopefully who knows maybe is something unique. I, I completely hear that. And like, can you take me a little bit through how you went from growing up with music to starting to write your own music and, you know, you decided to call your music like by yourself and, and things like that and like performing and things like that. So, um, I've like, I, I was, uh, I was writing also poetry when I was a child but growing up uh, my environment was like really just okay it's a hobby music is a hobby you're really good at it but maybe you'll be a, a, also a really good bank accountant or something you know so yeah. they're like okay it's just a side thing sure. but then basically what happened I, I was studying Chinese in Venice at university I was the second year of of university studying Chinese uh, basically, I almost died in a terrorist attack, <laughs> literally. And really? in in France, it was in the France. first time. Uh, it was 2016, uh, July 14 or 15, or the night between the two. And Ile de France, Nice, I think. Nizza, Nizza. It's Nice in English. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Nice. And that's that was the first time they ever used. Um, a car, a truck to, um, this is a little bit tragic. I'm sorry to, to, to have this turn in the, this conversation, but it's, it's true story. There's like articles about me in that situation. And so it was the first time that, um, that a truck struck a crowd. So there was no, um, what do you call those things that you put in, in squares now to, to prevent people from crashing into crowds, like those metal. There was um, no median, median. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't, I do not know the name for that. So yeah. like that concept was totally unknown because 
Nobody had ever done that before. So that now you find those everywhere in every square and every street where there's mm. like traffic, like people walking. There's some of those. But at the time in 2016, you could not find those. And it was the first time that kind of a terrorist attack happened in Europe. And so I was walking on that street like I was there. And the only reason I'm probably talking to you is because I was hungry at a certain point and I stopped in a restaurant. And five minutes later, it, it all went down. And that's when you say, hey, what am I doing with my life? You know, <laughs> Oh, shit. Like time is really something that we have no control over. We do not own it. We should rather do what we like with the time we have. So that's when I said, OK, I'm going to switch from studying Chinese to actually doing what I think gives meaning to my life as long as my life is, it, it exists, you know what I mean? As long as I'm alive, it makes sense doing what I love, basically. So that's a short story about that. I completely relate to that in, in many ways, especially like eating and and then seeing like a near-death experience. It wasn't so much a terrorist attack, but there was one time I was at like a stir-fry restaurant about to go to a concert and I saw someone take their own life, like, right afterwards. Oh, my God. And it completely changed my perspective towards what I was doing with my own life. And, you know, months later, I changed jobs. Uh, I started recording music more than I already was recording music. So I completely resonate w with your story. Uh, and, like, I call those uh, kick-ass moments. Not that they're kick-ass, but they kick you in the ass to, like, a different direction in your life. That is, yeah, I, that is so interesting. You had the same feeling, you know, yeah. I guess, I guess like, um, it's important at a certain point to realize that it's life is really a fairy tale. It's yeah. it, it, we don't have all the time in the world might as well do what you love. So I always like to answer your story, your, sorry, your, your question. I always did music. I started believing in it. As soon as I realized life is short. <laughs> yeah. True. I, I completely, I completely hear that. Let's take a quick break and continue learning more about your story and what you're doing today. Quick message. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Dreams.Memes. Please make sure to follow Dreams.Memes podcast on your preferred streaming channel or on Instagram at Dreams.Memes podcast. To support Dreams.Memes podcast, feel free to contact me at daywithoutlove at gmail.com for advertising or sponsorship opportunities. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, now we're back. So can you tell me a little bit about like what you've been up to lately over the past couple years, like musically? Yes, I've um, I've been producing some singles, and I'm still I still am actually. Today I was in the studio writing and singing and recording my my vocals for my for my next single, which will be my second single. And um, yeah, in these years I've been working a lot on that, but I've also been touring with a, an ABBA tribute band from Italy. It's actually, uh, it's actually a pretty big tribute band. We do like 200 shows a year. Wow. And yeah, it's a lot. So I, I really got a lot of stage experience thanks to them. And 
I've grown, I've grown so much professionally thanks to them. Cause you know, I didn't know how to, I don't know. I didn't know how to walk on heels. I didn't know how to dance. I didn't know how to present a show. I didn't know how to talk to audience. I didn't know how to put makeup on. I was definitely not uh, able to have like six costume changes in, sure, in an sure. hour and a half. Yeah. It was like crazy, a lot of crazy things to learn. Like I was not ready to tour the tour life kind of sure. thing. So I definitely learned a lot of that. And I am super excited to translate that into my shows one day, you know, to take all that experience from that tribute band and put it in a Ronnie Grace show. I know it's going to gonna be, it's going to be a while because I don't know when concerts are going to be back, but True. I'm ready for when they, they're going to be back, you know? True. And like, can you tell me like, what's it been like being in Venice in 2020, 2020, 2021? Like, have you been doing digital concerts? Have you just been staying inside producing, producing, producing? Like what's that been like for you? So, um, I've been staying inside and producing and maybe like go for walks in the nature like near Venice, but like the island has been completely uh, like a ghost town. Wow. You know, and, and actually uh, Venice is a very polluted city because of, you know, um, a lot of boats. And for the first time, and I don't know how many years people actually saw fish again. They saw ducks in the, in the, um, in the canals that like never happens because it's so polluted. The water is just so polluted usually that you don't see any kind of life form in it. Yeah. So it was like, like Venice is already a, a dream bubble that, you know, like you, that who, the people that live in Venice are kind of like really living in a dream because it's not a real, a real um, city. So the fact that uh, nobody was walking through the streets was even more absurd, like walking in a dream kind of situation and like totally, totally out of every kind of dimension. And uh, it's been like that. It's been like that a year. Unfortunately, a lot of um, a lot of shops closed down maybe forever, too. That is kind of sad. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people that live with also, you know, theater, because there's a lot of theater that goes on in Venice, um, have struggled because they lost their job. True. So, so yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of beauty in Venice also when there's lockdown, but there's a lot of difficulties too. True. True. I could definitely imagine, um, I actually interviewed another band who, they're not from Venice, but they've been to Venice, uh, and they're from Rome, and they were just saying that, like, you know, Italy in some ways is just, like, an eternal vacation. Yeah. You know? Yes. So, but a lot of times people don't realize it because, like, this is all they know. <laughs> no, stuff like that. So, let's talk about your ABBA tri tribute band and how that intersects with, like, your, your performance life. Were you just touring up and down Italy or were you touring all over Europe, like, or the world? Uh, we were touring majorly Italy and some um, countries like in, the, in like uh, Slovenia, Switzerland, Austria, Germany, uh, but mainly like 90% of it is in Italy. Yeah. Gotcha. So, Yeah. And did you ever get to sneak in like your own shows with that at, at any time or was it two separate things, but still doing music? 
yes, like they're two separate things, but um, like when I have some days off, then that's when I plan my stuff. Gotcha. And and hopefully, um, I'm I'm looking forward to like get more of my shows in when mm-hmm. the situation will be allowing that. Sure. But but yeah, it's 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 like artistically two completely distinct things, and I am trying to um, go towards my own artistic direction because ultimately that's what I would love to do, like live off of my music and not in a tribute band as much as I love ABBA and they've given, given me so much like knowledge wise, but yeah, I am trying to become a real artist a little bit like Pinocchio tried to become a real kid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was amazing. I can't believe you said that. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. That was, that was like, you were so casual, just like Pinocchio. (laughs) I love that. Anyways, getting back to the topic. So other than being like Pinocchio, but a musician, what are your future goals? I would love to perform at a festival with my music. That would be like, I don't even care to, you know, uh, be, I don't know, in in magazines, top uh, charts or whatever. Who cares about that? I really just care of going like performing in a festival and singing to people that's all i want to do <laughs> that's really it's it's um it's not impossible to achieve it's just a lot of work and sure. hopefully yeah it's a little bit out of my hands of course because of the situation but um yeah i think that you know there's a lot of work to do uh that's where i want to get that yeah that's that no i i completely agree with you cuz i mean i think music is as easy as it is hard more than ever. And what I mean by that is like, you know, it's easy to get on a podcast or play a festival, but it's really hard to keep it going. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a great point. That is a great point. Cause um, it's easier to, what you're saying is easier to achieve success. Mm. It's harder to keep it and to have a, a lengthy career. Right. That's what, what you're saying. That's exactly what I'm saying, especially now and in like a time of COVID, because it's like if you dropped a record in 2020 and it went well, cool, but you didn't play it. Yeah, I know that. So how are you going to maintain that in a time where playing concerts is like in purgatory? You know, it's very hard. But if you've established something pre 2019, I mean, pre 2020. The question comes, you can easily switch out and leave, or you can still hone your craft. And then when it is time to perform and travel and make new friends, you'll continue to on the next thing. And it's, it's such a question mark. You know? you know, you know, there's a big artist I've been thinking about during this quarantine. And that is Billie Eilish. Because mm. basically what she, well, of course she toured a lot, but uh, I remember her album dropped in 2018, 19, I think. And she had a big uh, world tour planned in, in 2021 that completely got delayed. And she's, she's, I mean, she's a, an established artist now. She's a Grammy winning artist, but that was supposed to be her first real big tour. You exactly. Know? Exactly. And I mean, if she was an established artist, 
it would have been a much different conversation for how she navigates or moves her career. So it, it's it's completely uh, respectable. And I mean, I, I love how casual you are about ABBA because, like, I know here in the States, people are, like, obsessed with ABBA. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, like, love ABBA, like, in, in the craziest ways. So, I mean, granted, that's not your, your cream and crop. That's, like, what you do for work. Just that experience alone is just going to, I mean, well, I can't assume. Has it carried you and motivated you to continue to do your own thing? Ooh, um, uh, honestly, I have to be honest with you. It comes from different emotional places. Mm. So uh, my stuff just comes from like emotional inspiration. Mm-hmm. That yeah, maybe, yeah, there's definitely some situations in ABBA that have inspired some of my songs. True. Like just life events. But um, unfortunately, there's not much that I put up in myself in the ABBA show, which is, it's a show because we dance, we sing, of course, we act a, a little bit. There's some acting in there too, but it's, it's mainly script and it's the same show every time. Every word is the same. Every move is the same. All the dances are absolutely the same. There's no improvisation and, and no, none of me, unfortunately, I am Frida when I'm doing that. There's like, mm. that's that. It's, it's, it's kind of like, yeah, it's a role, you know, True. when it, when it comes to, to my music, it's me hundred percent. Like, it's like you, you, you come home from a job you, you, you do for living. Like, well, that, that, that sounds bad. It's like you come home from, I don't know, uh, your nine to five job. And then you get to you get you get to do your free time how you wanted to do it you know sure, kind sure. of that it, it sounds really not romantic I am aware of that <laughs> but um, it's it's just that after like four hundred shows that's how you see it <laughs> no 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 true and it's and it's honest because you know music is cathartic it's releasing um, it's not always happy it's not always sad but it's always a release whether it's like a funny song or a sad song or regardless of the the feeling it's still a release of something that's inside your mind and your heart so like with that being said like what are some things you're like writing now or like are you gearing up to an album or anything like that yes yes um i am definitely going towards an album i have a lot of songs that are written and um that i will not use all of them that's that's the thing like when 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 like an artist writes it's not like you always use everything no. you kind of like pick what's the right thing for the the album because it has to have a concept it's not like it has to be let's not it doesn't have to be singles like that are all over the place there has to be a, a fil rouge i don't know how you say that in english it's french i think fil rouge the, something that you know keeps all the album together so that's what i'm yeah. doing i'm I'm writing songs that make sense together and um, stylistically right now I'm going, I'm going towards indie pop and I am trying to make something different and I'm kind of pulling from also like Nordic folk mm. artists like Wardruna that are, that are from Scandinavia. And of course some, there's some Florence in there. There's also some hosier in there. I don't. Do you guys love hosier in in the U.S.? I mean, I'm partial to hosier. Like, I just know, like, take me to church. I might get okay. hosed for that. No pun intended. You know, hosed because of hosier. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Um, but a lot of Americans are obsessed with Hozier. I mean, if you're not of the indie underground variety, like Hozier's always on the radio. So yeah, people are obsessed with Hozier. Okay. Okay. Cause yeah, I'm a, I'm definitely a hoe for Hozier. So. <laughs> that yeah. So yeah. <laughs> no, no, I hear you. I hear you. I definitely hear you. And I mean, I, I like that you're sharing the, your writing process and your album creating process because it's like a lot of times people dive in like all in, but then like the more you create your album and, and, you know, build your songs, you start to realize like some songs aren't for the record. It's for another single, or you can release a single and let it stand alone in between album cycles and things like that. Yeah. Uh, for example, Granted, which is the first single I I thrown out in the world. Uh, I'm not even sure it's going to be on the album because True. that's that sound that is really like pop rock indie uh, leaning towards 2013 uh, Mark Bronson Bruno Mars collab is it, it, like it was really just standing on its own feet and mm. I feel like the album might sound different. That's that's how I feel about it. I so that. yeah. And it's going to be a single. I'm, I'm pretty sure about that. Yeah. And... As an artist, what are some ups and downs that you've dealt with the, that carry you through? Like, what motivates you? Uh, like, what motivates me is, as you, basically what you said before, it's like a cathartic necessity to, to express the subconscious, probably, you know. Um, I think like during a day, like during your 24 hour world, there's a lot of emotions that do not have the time to come out or maybe kind of like submerge them and kind of like make, trying to make them drown consciously. But what it does to you, it's just worse. It just like um, your soul really needs to release some, some things that like rationally try to kill off. And music has always been biggest, um, the biggest uh, shrink for me, honestly. Yeah, so it's, how do you say? It's like, like music, it's not, it's like not paying a shrink. <laughs> it's being your own shrink. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. I, I like to steal from a lot of rappers that say the microphone's my therapist. Um, I also always look at it like, you know, an instrument is a tool, right? And an instrument is a tool for creating sound, but it's also an instrument for creating peace within your own storm. And what I mean by that is like, living is not easy, you know, like, we don't always get to eat pizza and hamburgers every day. We don't, I mean, there's consequences with doing that. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it, but I don't know how much you're going to live. Doing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, we're making jokes today. But anyways, um, there's consequences to everything that you do in life, but music definitely makes a lot more sense out of it, whether you're dealing with ups and downs. So that, that did make a lot of sense. Yeah, and so... It yeah, I, uh, it's a hard question to answer because I just had this always had this kind of like propeller in inside of me. To, I do not know how to uh, define it very well because it's like a force of its own that mm -hmm. that speaks uh, 
and I am just a vessel for it, you yeah. know. Uh, and things that demotivate me, um, it's just hard. There are things. Probably um, when people hurt you, which is kind of cheesy, <laughs> but it's true. And people can hurt you in different ways also, um, with indifference probably towards humanity that 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 is what de demotivates me what gets me really sad but at the same time is is also great fuel to write songs so it's demotivation motivation demotivation motivation it's just a circle i completely hear that because i mean and i like the fact that you brought like your motivation to a circle because even during times of hurt Sometimes we have to give ourselves times and space away from those people or those places or those things that hurt us to allow us to reflect, to be a little bit more creative or tell the story for other people that have been through the same thing. Yeah. And yeah, it's like the, the, the trick is to take those people, those situation that whatever that demotivates you and transform it into something creative. Otherwise, like um, if, if I had stopped writing songs because somebody demotivated me, but like stop writing at 12 years old, you know, <laughs> you sure. gotta, you gotta pick it up and make something cute, cool out of it. That's yeah. how, that's how creativity is supposed to work. It's like uh, sublimare. What is the word in English? Sublime to, to, to sublime something that is, that is, that is bad, that is hurting you and transform it into art. But I don't think I was, I, I think somebody else said that. I will not take credit for that. I'm pretty no, sure I am stealing unconsciously by somebody else. <laughs> there, there's a band called Sublime, but I don't think they would ever say that. But yeah, I, I completely resonate that. Um, this has definitely been a good episode of Dreams Not Memes. Can you plug yourself and share your links so that others can listen to you? Absolutely. Yeah. So like, sh should I say it here right now? And. Yep. Great. So you can listen to my music on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, um, YouTube, of course. If you want to check out the video on YouTube, just write, granted, Ronnie Grace. We we did a cool video clip in a castle in Italy, so that might be pretty cool to watch. And yeah, follow me on Instagram. There's going to be new things coming pretty soon, so stay tuned. Perfect, perfect. Well, it's definitely been really great talking to you, Ronnie, and links will be in the description. And this has been a good episode of Dreams Not Memes. Ed, it's been so much fun. Thanks for having me. Anytime, anytime. Hi, this is Brian from A Day Without Love. Thank you for listening to Dreams Not Memes. I just want you to remember, your dreams matter. If you'd like to support this podcast, email at daywithoutlove at gmail.com for donation information, or follow me for weekly episodes. Thank you for listening and joining my journey. Have a good day.